Hello, Mike Murphy here. The HSE and the Department of Health are most anxious that we, all of us, make a health plan and prepare for the current and coming months. Dr. Vida Hamilton is with us now to expand on the approach being taken. I suppose, Dr. Hamilton, the first thing is we must try best we can to keep well during the winter. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Mike. Um, winter is always challenging, but of course this year comes with uh, its own unique challenge with COVID-19. So we have to be uh, in particularly um, uh, prepared this winter. And it, and it's about um, a lot of very general um, guidance about keeping healthy, um, but very specifically um, about how to keep healthy within the COVID era. So people need to be prepared and they need to plan and ensure that they eat well, that they get good exercise to keep themselves fit and mobile, which can be even more challenging in wintertime. Yeah. They need to make sure that they have their prescriptions so that they have ad- adequate medications available to them, even if we have a severe weather event. Now, as far as I know, there aren't any great plans for snow this Christmas, but nonetheless, it's really important to be aware and um, prepared. What about, you You mentioned exercise there. The problem, of course, is if the weather is bad, if the weather is cold or wet, it's a real deterrent to people, particularly people who are um, on in years, to go out and to take their daily walk, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, but it is um, important to get out and about if, insofar as one can, because you can get... Um, exposed to the sunshine even in winter time and that's really important for vitamin D levels and if you aren't getting out and about it's worth having a chat with your pharmacist or with your GP about supplements in particular with uh, vitamin D uh, to keep try and keep yourself well but there's a lot of exercise that we can do in our own home uh, stretching exercises uh, squatting exercises even walking around the living room doing housework is a really good exercise albeit uh, not a popular uh, one, but there are lots of ways of keeping ourselves moving uh, during the winter. I, I know that somebody recommended to me some time ago to get a couple of weights in and just in the mornings, I mean, these would be only 2K or something, the weights, and just to do a few stretching exercises holding the weights. And I do think they're very good, you know. I mean, I'm not talking about lifts, big lifts or barbells. I'm talking about light weights. And just they're, they're pretty good for just going and expanding your arms, lifting them and all that. Would you Would you go along with that? Absolutely. And you don't even have to buy weights. Two cans, big cans of soup. <laughs> Are, I, I'm not joking. It's really excellent. It can give you the resistance to help build up and maintain your strength. Tell me about the booklet. The HSE has come out with a booklet. Yeah, so the HSE has come out with a booklet that gives you some guidance in how to manage your health over winter. It talks about eating well and the really important um, uh, points about being nutritious and planning your, your meals and not relying on takeout or, you know, tasty but not nutritious food. And I suppose one of the unforeseen benefits of COVID-19 is that people have more time in their home to plan and prepare any uh, nutritious meals. And of course, the real importance of minding your uh, mental health. Um, COVID-19 has made uh, isolation um, uh, more um, 
uh, uh, more problematic than it has been before. Although winter with the difficulties in getting out and about has always been a difficult period. Um, but we're fortunate, I suppose, uh, with new technology that we have so many other ways of keeping in contact with yeah. people. And it's really important to be active um, in making that effort uh, to keep yeah. in contact with friends and loved ones, whether it's through the telephone or through the um, the uh, internet. I mean, my mother's a great uh, fan of bridge, plays online bridge several times a week now, and it's really helped her through uh, the COVID pandemic. A funny thing, you know, we started off doing these podcasts the podcast series, and actually we, we only commenced it at the beginning of the pandemic, and there has been an amazing take-up of them, and people now who would not heretofore have thought, oh, I listened to a podcast, have now keyed into them and have been either shown how to access them, which is very simple, um, or have found out for themselves. And there's an amazing uh, cohort of people now who are listening to podcasts and passing the time quite agreeably at home. Yeah, I think people are far too quick uh, to dismiss uh, technology and the older uh, member of the population. Uh, you know, my mum, who's in her 80s now, has been on the internet um, since uh, it became prevalent uh, in Ireland, you know, and keeps in contact and with family it. and friends, loving it all over the world. Yeah. Has discovered Netflix recently too. <laughs> so that's. You'll never get her out of the house. <laughs> Our health service is here for you this winter, and we're taking every step to protect you from COVID-19. Our services are open and working, from routine appointments to urgent care. Remember to check your prescriptions and keep a list of your medicines handy. And look out for your Keeping Well This Winter booklet in the post. Visit hse.ie or call HSE Live on 1850 24 1850 for more information from the HSE. Your free travel card can be used on all Expressway coach services. Despite restrictions, we're staying on the road. Whether you need to attend a medical appointment or for any other essential journey, remember to travel with Expressway. Expressway. Keeping Ireland connected. Here's your chance to win a top-of-the-range smartphone, a Doro 8050, designed specifically for seniors. Doro are market leaders in creating phones with clearer sound and larger text, one that's protected if it falls or can alert others if you do, and makes staying in touch with family and friends simple and enjoyable. Doro helped to make ageing an independent, secure and rich part of life. As you know, age is just a number. All you need to do to win a Doro smartphone is go to the website seniortimes.ie and follow the instructions. The lucky winner will be announced on the Senior Times Facebook page. Doro Phones, making technology easy for all. Say hello to our Premium Plus e-paper bundle, the interactive replica edition of the Irish Independent, Sunday Independent and The Hurl. Every paper, every day, delivered to your tablet, phone or desktop for less than €3.50 per week. Subscribe at independent.ie. Up close and independent. Um, the health service is anxious um, to let people know that the health service, the HSE, is open and available. Isn't that right? That you can you can access. I think some people are probably suffering a little from anxiety. Oh, if I'm not feeling well, what do I do now? People can access the health services, can't they? 
Oh, yes, all of our services are up and running. So back in spring, when we didn't know very much about this disease coming, as you know, we um, pulled back on all of our planned services so that we could prepare um, with for COVID-19, but we now have very well established processes in place and pathways for care, both for planned admissions, but also for emergency admissions to the hospitals. So, um, you know, we have put in place all of the um, required interventions that you need to keep you safe when you attend healthcare. When, if you have a planned uh, admission, you get contacted um, in advance and told how to prepare yourself by reducing your exposure risk to um, COVID before you come into hospital to prevent you from being you know, an asymptomatic uh, uh, COVID uh, person coming into the hospital. Um, but also uh, everybody's being tested before they get admitted to hospital because of the high um, incidence currently. And if you um, need to attend uh, on an emergency basis, the first thing that you'll meet now when you go to the hospital is it's called a navigation hub at the emergency department. And basically it's identifying everyone who comes to the hospital as to whether they need COVID services and they get directed in one direction or if they need non-COVID services and they get directed in another direction. So before you even register, people get separated into COVID and non-COVID care so that we can keep the non-COVID care uh, patients yeah. uh, away from anybody who, who might uh, have symptoms and signs of COVID. And of course, the staff too have all been tested and they, they're wearing all the equipment uh, so that again, there you, one can have confidence that there's no way anything can be caught from a member of staff or a member, anybody in the emergency department. Well, Mike, there's no zero risk environment yeah. anywhere. You know, you go to the shops, we do everything that we can that's within our power to reduce the risk to as low as possible. All healthcare workers self-assess to see if they've any symptoms and signs or if they've any contact risk every day before they uh, attend for work. And if they aren't, if they're concerned in any way, they contact occupational health and then uh, they get a priority testing to make sure um, that we limit the risk of COVID being brought into the hospital. Um, and then, of course, there's all of that really good infection prevention control practices with the PPE, with masks and with hand washing. And yeah. one of the other, I suppose, pieces that is new is that we're asking people not to bring um, people accompanying them when they have to attend the hospital. And we're not, uh, we're restricting visitors. And the reason for that is we're trying to reduce overcrowding in the hospital so we can maintain that really good social distancing that's so important for infection prevention and control. Vida, just clarify, I know we probably all are aware of it, but will you clarify it once again? If anybody feels I may have what seem to be like symptoms of COVID, what do I do? 
Well, the first thing you do, you don't do is you don't uh, go and um, go to the hospital or you don't go to the GP or you don't go to the pharmacy. You stay at home and you make a phone call and that phone call um, to your GP. And if you don't have a GP, you can phone any GP in the area. All COVID related services are for free. So you ring your GP or a GP in the location and you you talk through with them the symptoms that you're worried about and they'll ask you questions. And if they think that you may indeed um, have co- be at risk of having COVID-19, they'll, uh, they'll organise a test uh, for you. Mm. And if you have a mobile phone, you'll get an appointment via your mobile phone and uh, you head off and you get yourself tested and you get the, rep- the response, uh, the test result back, whether it's positive or negative, so the virus is detected, or even if the virus is not detected, you'll get that message via your mobile phone. If the virus is detected and, and you do have COVID-19, you'll also get a follow-up phone call from the uh, contact tracing people, and they'll talk you through who are the other people that you've interacted with that could potentially uh, be contacts and p- could potentially have been exposed to COVID-19 from you. And that's why when people are uh, close contacts, they have to stay at home and self-isolate and they have to have two tests that are seven days apart to make sure that, first of all, when they first find out that they're a close contact, that they don't have the virus or it's not detectable. And then seven days later to see if the virus has developed. And if it's, and if their second test is negative, then that's really reassuring. And after 10 days, they're able to come out of isolation. But self-isolation is, is really tough. Um, so it's yeah. really important to uh, be familiar with the uh, what you need to do. And it's all outlined in the booklet to, to help you uh, as well. With the vaccine on the horizon, is there a danger? I'm sure there is, by the way. I could nearly answer the question myself, that people are going to take it nice and easy now or are going to say, oh, look at you, there's a vaccine around the corner. I don't have to be as particular as I was. Yeah, well, the vaccine isn't a cure. So if you catch the disease between now and getting the vaccine or indeed spread it to your loved ones, particularly if they're vulnerable, and, you know, all of the worst... That's that's a good point, isn't it? It's not a cure. It's a preventative. That's right. That's right. Isn't that it? Yeah. And we want to protect all of the really good work that we've done so far in the last nine months. We've been, you know, as a community, we've worked really, really well together to protect uh, the whole community and keep the um, incidence of COVID-19 low. It'd be an awful shame to lose at this last hurdle and, and, you know, negate all of the uh, sacrifices uh, that people have uh, given so far. Keep the pressure. Yeah, yeah, keep the pressure and, on. And, and work really hard. We're so close uh, to being out of this uh, difficulty. It would be shame to, to drop uh, yeah. at the last hurdle. Um, can I ask you about the role of pharmacists in, in all of this? Um, I'm assuming a very significant part of the pharmacist's role is to accommodate the giving of the flu vaccine um, and the pneumonia. This is in the general keeping well. Um, area and also the pneumonia one. Do you really do you really believe it's important for people to get the flu vaccine and the pneumonia vaccine? Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, 
keeping well um, this winter isn't just about COVID-19. It's, um, you know, it's about all of the other circulating diseases um, that, that challenge us every winter. And we're very fortunate that we have vaccines against um, uh, flu and uh, we do have to take it every year and it works really well. Um, I've, I've had my flu vaccine, but there's another vaccine and that's for one of the bacterial pneumonias, uh, which cause one of the most severe pneumonias you can get and it can also cause an infection of the of the brain as well and that's the pneumococcal vaccine and that's highly recommended in people who are older people with uh, chronic uh, disease and also individuals who've lost uh, their spleen for for whatever oh, reason really? is it available in the pharmacists as well the, the pneumonia yeah you can get both of those vaccines um uh, from your pharmacist and um, okay. so i suppose one of the important things to say if you do get symptoms and signs of respiratory tract infection you don't go to your pharmacist anymore like we used to recommend at winter uh, as your first stop and um, your first stop now is the phone call to your gp and getting yourself organized and tested um for your COVID 19 but when you're well, um, your uh, pharmacist is a really important uh, support person in terms of vaccination and making sure that you've got your prescriptions to cover the holiday period, that you're familiar with your medications and they can talk you through the side effects and interactions of the medications you're on. This is their area of absolute uh, expertise. Um, and they're also very helpful with giving advice about uh, minor ailments as well that are not COVID-19 uh, types. Um, I suppose if you are sick, though, uh, with a respiratory tract infection um, and you do need um, things like paracetamol and ibuprofen to help you make you feel a bit better, don't go yourself. Get somebody who's not a close contact uh, to go down to the pharmacist for you and pick up the medications right. for you and then drop them up to the house, leave them outside your door. Okay, good. Um, all right, so in summary, really, I suppose the message the HSE is trying to get across is encouraging people to take precautions, to take exercise, um, to be upbeat as much as they possibly can be in the circumstances, and also to let them know that the HSE is open for business and that if you have any problems, you've got pharmacists, you've got doctors, and you have the hospitals, and they're all on standby and ready and able to cope with whatever problem you might present to them. Is that fair? Yeah, that's absolutely right, uh, Mike. You know, um, everything that we do is a... There is a based on a risk-benefit ratio. And in early spring, when COVID-19 was unknown and therefore the risks were unknown, we pulled back on elective services so that we could free up space and prepare for this unknown entity. We now know an awful lot about COVID-19. We've got very well-established pathways. We've got really good personal protective equipment and good infection prevention control practices. And you know, so the risks of not attending for non-COVID related conditions like heart attack or stroke or any other ailment a person would have are much higher than any risk that could be offered from COVID-19 in the hospital. So I, I can't emphasize uh, enough that if you're feeling unwell, our services are open and available for you. Very reassuring. That's great. I must say I've enjoyed very much talking with you, Vida, and thank you so much for being with us. My That's pleasure. Dr. Vida Hamilton. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.